0: Tale of two nines, man. That's just golf, you know? You think yeah, you got it, and seriously. then in the blink of an eye, it just,
1: you, you lose all feeling. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Golfers Anonymous podcast. Our guest this week is a special, special guest of the pod, very good friend of the pod, Mr. Devin. I guess we won't say your last name to, to protect your identity, but Devin is the first guest that we've had on this pod that actually works in the golf industry, social media coordinator at Callaway Golf. We'll input some applause there. Um, But Devin, (laughs) just just so you know, how I typically have people introduce themselves on the show is I want you you to look at the camera, say your name, um, how long you've been playing golf, and then your current handicap. Ooh, I like
0: that. You you can say my full name, by the way, Devin Yi, for the people who.
1: All right, now you you oh, said it, not name. me. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want people to come after you.
0: Is it technically not golfers anonymous podcast anymore? <laughs> Since I said my full name. No,
1: <laughs> no, no we'll, we'll we'll keep your full name.
0: Yeah, so Devin Yi, uh, handicap is nine point eight currently. Woo! Low, low, the lowest it's yep, ever below
1: been. Below ten. Um. Uh, so just the for one? the folk. So it's your name, how long you've been playing golf, and then your handicap. Yeah, so Devin
0: Yee, been playing golf since probably like 12 or 13, handicap is 9.8.
1: All right, for our second guest, below 10. Um, All right, I'm really excited for this episode because, you know, Devin is actually one of my oldest friends at at this point and he's definitely my oldest golf friend so all my guests to this point you know i've been playing golf with for obviously a handful of years but me and devin actually we started playing golf at essentially the same time so so i'm excited to get into this devin also works in the golf industry as i said before works at callaway which has been a a lucrative uh opportunity not only for him but his but his good buddy noah on the other side of the the mic (laughs) um but essentially for for those of you who this might be your first time listening to the pod, um, what we do on this show is essentially, I bring on a new guest every single week, talk to them about you know why they love golf so much, why they keep coming back to the game because my hypothesis is that everyone has very unique reasons for for how they got into golf and why they love playing so much. And golfers in general, it's really just this it's this tribe of people, right? where if you go out and play golf with someone on any given Sunday that you've never met before, you're out there with four out for out there with out the you're out there with them for four hours. By the end of it, you're you might as well be, be best buds, things like that. It's a very interesting game. People don't just play golf, they're truly addicted to, to this sport in, in many cases. Um, so basically, Dev, we're just gonna run through some some questions I got for you, but but we can go off path at, at any time if you ever got got something that comes to mind. Um, good. but to just get started, why don't we why don't we start off dev by just uh telling us how how you got into the game, how you got started. Um Devin is a former b- baseball player, um so maybe you can talk about that that transition a little bit.
0: Yeah, so I mean like you said before, uh started playing baseball super young age, probably since I was like 3 or 4. Um that was like my main sport kind of growing up, but I did a whole bunch of other things like
1: What position? Like, karate,
0: second base shortstop so you know i have i have the hands around the greens occasionally (laughs) got the soft Um, touch yeah (laughs) but uh my dad got me golf clubs probably when i was like i said when i first started playing was around like 12 or 13 um but i bat lefty in baseball but my dad he actually he got me righty clubs so you know um but basically, but got you me right. But you puzzle.
1: write, but you still, like, if you're writing something, you still write with your right hand, right?
0: Yes, correct, correct. So,
1: so how did you start batting? I mean, this is a golf podcast, but how did you start batting lefty in the first place?
0: I don't know. That's just kind of what I felt most, most comfortable with from the left side. My dad, he actually, he played baseball a little bit growing up, but he was kind of, he batted, you know, left and right. Um, but yeah, I just started batting lefty uh, for whatever reason. Uh, but my dad got me righty golf clubs just so I couldn't mess up my, my lefty baseball swing, funnily enough.
1: So <laughs> you know, Start you're actually in a you're in a pretty unique yeah. position here. So so you're the third baseball player I've had on here. And I've asked the other two, like, did, did your baseball swing make it hard to transition to golf? But you just went to the other side. I feel like that you that was a, a big hack. You 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 skipped the the ugly transition period of of baseball to golf. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that way I could play um, you
0: know, golf in the summertime, you know, but simultaneously while playing baseball for tournaments and stuff like that too. So it didn't mess up the baseball swing too much, even though I was a terrible hitter in high school. But
1: <laughs> Love it, man. Um, so when what was that? Do you remember what that first set of golf clubs was that, that your dad got for you?
0: Yeah, it was actually uh, Callaway X Hot Irons. It was like that whole set. I think you could probably get it at like Costco or something like that. Yeah, but, um, it comes <laughs> with a set the set of irons.
1: Kirkland blades.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so it comes with the the set of irons. I think four through pitching wedge, um, and then it comes with like a driver, three wood, five wood, all that jazz. So,
1: since you were batting lefty, I feel like you know, I feel like a lot of baseball players, it's it's you know stick and ball, right? Where it's like so you're still swinging something trying to make contact. So like if you have a, if you're making that change, it's typically at least like a generally same movement. Was it when you first started playing golf? Did you did you pick on up? Did you pick up on it quickly? Even though you were coming from the other side,
0: I was definitely like able to get the ball in the air. Um, It is like obviously a very different swing. Um, At least for baseball, it's kind of like you want to. I mean, nowadays what we're taught is to kind of dip that back shoulder. So as a lefty in my case, kind of dip that like left shoulder. and kind of just level up the swing that way. Whereas like golf, you really wanna, this is something that I had trouble with before, but to kind of hit down on the ball. So that's like a big mm-hmm. transition for me, at least um, from being like a baseball player and then going from that to being a golfer. Like you see a lot of these these golfers nowadays who have the baseball background, they'll kind of come across the ball and they'll kind of tend to slice it. But that's just, you know, the baseball swing coming into play there, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, so you're a 9.8. When did, you, uh, when did you make the dip below 10?
0: Uh, very recently, actually. <laughs> I, I, I told you and Josh because we're in a group chat. Um, Josh was previously on the podcast, probably the one before me. Um, but I think it happened maybe like two weeks ago, something like that. Um, I was playing Bermuda Dunes, which is up in Palm Springs, this little po- private uh, country club over there. The perks of, I guess, being a Calaway employee. Pri- um, private
1: private golf course guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, not not at all. <laughs> yeah, I pride myself on playing public courses definitely more than private. But yeah, about maybe two weeks ago, uh, I was like Very a nine nice, hole man. round. Been playing a lot of those recently, but uh, I think I shot like forty one on the front, and then that kind of got the handicap below ten for the first time ever. So yeah, that'll new into the single um, digit handicap world.
1: <laughs> how's it feel?
0: It feels good, but you know the last couple of rounds have been real shaky, so you, you, I'll probably get feel like over You're that feeling 10. the pressure
1: of living up to that uh, sub-ten number.
0: 100 percent, hundred percent. Honestly, I do not think it'll last too long. We'll we'll see how it goes. Definitely, well, it's not
1: even it's not even golf season way. yet. Well, I guess you're in California, so it's always golf season. Um, exactly, but bro. <laughs> we'll we'll see where where it is in August. Um, very cool. So I guess let's talk a little bit about how you found yourself at Callaway, if you don't mind, you know, I think you have a very admirable career trajectory where you, I don't want to spoil the story, but Devin was a public health major back when we were in school. So I'd love for you to kind of say, you know, or tell us how you, how you made that transition over, over to the golf world.
0: Yeah. So like Noah said, I majored in public health. Me and Noah actually went to the same school, UMass Amherst. Um, so yeah, I majored in public health. My dream was always to become kind of like a nurse, I guess. I always wanted to help people. Like that was my main thing. Um, so majored in public health, uh, got my nursing degree, graduated UMass Amherst in 2020, so COVID year. Um, so in that, during that time, um, like we had a lot of, like once when COVID happened, we had like a few months to kind of just be at home, kind of really think about, you know, life as a whole. But for me, I spent a lot of that time kind of thinking about what I wanted to do as a career. Um, and I was like, you know what? Like, I really don't know if nursing is for me, The this, I think it was the summer before that I ended up taking an accelerated uh, biology class. And within the first two weeks, pretty much just dropped out of that class. I was like, you know what? This is just, this is too damn difficult for me <laughs> <laughs> right now. So I fully dropped that class. I think I had like one, I had like a, a a regular written test. And then they have like the clinical exam afterwards. And that was 24 hours after completing that one written test. And I was like, dude, I studied so hard for this one exam. Probably, probably failed it, honestly. Um, But I was like, I I cannot do this, this clinical one afterwards, but kind of anyways, it really, during COVID, it really made me think about what I wanted for a career. And I've always been into sports marketing. um, Well, well sports as a whole, up as a boston red sox fan in boston obviously you got like some of the best kind of sports teams in the world arguably um so i was like you know what i want to try to get into this industry any way i can so yeah um obviously youtube is your kind of best friend in that situation and i was able just to to look up like how do you do video editing how do you take photos um and through some of these YouTubers, I was able to like learn a lot just on my own. I'm, I'm self-taught everything I know. I didn't go to school for, you know, like TV and production, anything like that. Um, so kind of dove into that kind of whole world in space. Um, originally my plan was to uh, do a bunch of video editing and hopefully get a job at Disney. That was kind of like my big kind of picture goal. And it honestly, it, it might still be. Um, so I was you know, Devin, to, it's like,
1: funny you bring that up. I feel like one of my, uh, like, core childhood memories um, – because you I feel like you've always been, like, a, a generally creative guy, obviously. And, like, I feel like you used to be, like, a, pretty good with the with the old pen and paper doing some doodles. I just have, like, very vivid memories of you, like, drawing, like, Mickey Mouse. Like, like I feel like you would always just draw, like, different versions of, like, Mickey just when we are like, sitting in class in, dude, like, fourth grade, right. fifth grade. That's, like, the grade. one
0: party trick I got is, like, hey, like, you know, one thing about me, I know how to draw a Mickey Mouse – from, from memory. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Um, yeah. So anyway, so, uh, during that time I was able to send out a bunch of kind of informational, I, I just sent out a bunch of emails to a bunch of random people within like the kind of creative world. And I was able to get an interview, uh, like an informational interview with uh, this guy named Scott Sakamoto. He was, um, he had, he had a, he had a role in, uh, helping, the creation of, uh, Brian, the last dragon, which is like a Disney animated uh, film. And he basically just, um, he kind of talked me through what the industry is kind of like, I feel like we're getting a little bit off topic, but it, it no, is Dev, this part, is great, man. This is great. <laughs> this
1: is great. I love it. Um,
0: so yeah, he kind of just like told me to keep on going. Like he kind of, I think he majored in biology growing up and then he kind of made the move to TV and production. Um, and I knew that I wanted to do something, uh, in, the, in regards to storytelling and, um, no, actually he, he started this, uh, this, uh, sports tech company called real time sports a little while back. And he just asked me out of the blue, he was like, Hey, like, I know that you're trying to make this transition. Um, we have an opportunity for you here. Would you like to become like a little video editor for us and kind of just create these little sports edits. And that's kind of what started the whole thing. So I went from being a video editor, um, with, you know, real time sports with Noah, uh, he was doing a bunch of the edits as well. Um, one from being a video editor. And then I got this like small little, uh, unpaid internship with this education tech startup called, uh, learning seeds in Boston. Um, after like six months of doing that and like not making any money, um, I was able to get a production assistant job with the Worcester Red Sox. They're a AAA affiliate for the Red Sox. Spent about a couple months there. Um, And then went to the New England Sports Network as a digital video producer before, you know, getting the job at Callaway. So it's been quite the ride. I honestly, if you told me like three, four years ago, I'd kind of be in the position that I am now. I'd be like, yo, like absolutely not. So,
1: (laughs) I mean, power, power to you, man. I think, I think a lot of people in that position would have just been like, you know, this is what I majored in in college. Like it's too much for me to completely make this change. And I think a lot of people would have just like, gone down that original path and not really been maybe thrilled with their situation, but you know, it took a lot of took a lot of stones to to do what you did. So uh we'll we'll put some applause <laughs> again in the in the yeah. in the post production after after that story. Um wow. sweet man well thanks for walking us through that. That was really cool. Let's let's dive into the into the reason we got you on here. Talk about some golf. Um go. twofold question I want you to tell me about okay. your favorite golfer right now. And then, two, the, your favorite golfer that you've gotten to work with through Callaway or like just been around through Callaway.
0: Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess I could name one player that'll probably answer both questions. And, and right. that would be uh, Himu Lee, Mr. Wu Lee over here. <laughs> the guy's just, he's, he's such an animal and he's such a joy to work with as well. I've only really got to actually work with him just a few times now, but. I think the guy's just an absolute stick. And I think that in the next couple of years or so, you're going to see that guy holding up some major trophies.
1: Um, I mean, dude, he's what? Like he's only 24 years old, right? He already has like four international wins. And this is his, full, he's actually, his first yeah, full yeah. season so on tour.
0: Um, it's his first year on the PGA Tour. Um, right. First year as a member of the PGA Tour. Um, but yeah, the guy's just unbelievable. He He hits the ball so damn hard probably, like, 190 ball speed. Um, but, yeah, the guy's incredible. And I really think that, like, he has, like, a flair to him as well. He's not just, like, your prototypical kind of golfer. Like, he, he's super active on the social media scene. Um, he always kind of asks for edits and, like, like, hey, like, how do I get better at social media, uh, things right. like that. But, I mean, the guy has, like, a Lululemon sponsorship, which is freaking cool. sick in my opinion. Very cool. I mean,
1: at Lululemon, not just to like quickly talk about that. Lulu has always been the best golf clothes. Like if you ask anyone like what they wear and they wear like the ABC joggers and then like, yes. I don't really own any Lulu polos, but I'm sure they're like extremely comfortable. And, but like, I mean, it's about time they started sponsoring golfers.
0: Absolutely. And I think he's the first male golfer that they've really sponsored um, yet. I mean, I think they're going to get some more people on the scene, hopefully uh within the next couple years or so but i know they had like lydia co uh, from the lpga tour she's like a really popular name um I, me and my girlfriend were actually just at uh <laughs> dude, we we're just at lululemon today just like checking out all their stuff dude i i, <laughs>
1: I was also there today <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go dude they're on the come up dude in terms of golf stuff i obviously like everyone knows about them but like in terms of making golf clothes like yeah. Dude, they're gonna make some really really cool stuff, and people are gonna catch on to it for sure. That's where
1: Tiger should have been going, man. Should have should have taken his talents to Lululemon. Um, yeah, very cool. And so that's that's pretty high praise for Min Woo. I, I mean, I obviously I love watching Min Woo. Unfortunately, like he's not in the Pebble Beach Pro Am this week because he doesn't have access to the designated right. events yet. But that's pretty high praise, dude. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but you've also seen uh, Mr. John Rom swing a club right in front of you as well.
0: Yes. Um. I've been fortunate enough to see John Rahm, a couple more of our cowboy players like Xander Shoffley, uh, Sam Burns, even some of the LPGA Tour pros uh, up close and personal like you know Rose Ang and uh, Gino Ethical. So it's it's a real joy to kind of see these players um, just swing the golf club because it's so different from you know watching you hit the hit the ball up there or or Josh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What you don't you don't like my power fades out there?
0: You got the power fades, but you don't hit the ball like two hundred and whatever, three hundred and thirty yards or three hundred, yeah. <laughs> We're getting um, there though. We're working on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, one one day. Um uh but also, you know, you've you've been around Steph Curry, right? He's a, he's a, he's on the Callaway uh golf roster, technically. He is, yeah, yeah. Steph is uh it's he's one of our ambassadors as well. Um
0: yeah I mean that guy he can he, he he really hits the ball really well too and I guess I guess I, I consider him to be like outside of the PGA like in terms of professional athletes in the golf scene he's up there as probably the most talented um, if not like the best golfer I would say in my opinion
1: yeah I mean he played I remember he played in a couple like web doc, web.com events a few years ago I mean I'm pretty sure it's like yeah. him. Tony Romo and then like John Smoltz are like the best celebrity golfers. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, John just Smoltz, based on like handicap, dude. John Smoltz almost qualified for like the Corn Ferry Tour or something. Yeah, like um, Danny Woodhead as well. Yeah, Danny Woodhead's really He's good. He's like out, a plus um, three. Yeah,
0: it's um he almost qualified for the U.S. Open. So
1: yeah, he like got through the the like weekend qualifier and then didn't make it to through the final. Um, but very cool. Okay, so. So good answer there, Minwuli. And then uh, you obviously do a lot of traveling as, as part of your job. Is there like a course that you've been to? It doesn't have to be like like not that you haven't played at, like just a course you've gone to as part of your job that you were like, oh my God, this, this place is unbelievable.
0: It's weird because a lot of people, you know, they think that because I'm in the golf industry, I get to play like a lot of rounds throughout the year when I travel. And I do tend to kind of bring my my golf clubs with me kind of wherever I go. But it is hard kind of just like, you know, just playing around um, just like on a, on a Sunday or a Thursday kind of after you're done done working or before we start the week of, uh, of work. But um, I guess probably like PJ West, like stadium course is pretty yeah. cool. Um, I was actually able to, to kind of work that event with a few of my colleagues and um, kind of the way the tour pros, they – the way they plant their way around the plot their way around the golf course is they just hit driver wedge into all these holes and like I think the winner Ryan what's his name uh, something Dunlap Nick Dunlap right? Nick Dunlap yeah I think the winning score was like close to thirty under par which is unbelievable and I could never even imagine trying out to... out of control yeah, it's ridiculous
1: <laughs> we're, so, we're yeah, more like to... so PGA West Stadium course all right yeah um, and then any courses on your travel calendar this year that that you're looking forward to
0: in terms of just kind of walking and seeing it i know that we plan on going to the women's open championship um in scotland they're gonna be playing st andrews so oh, I've never wow. even step foot in scotland as a whole but like that's like the home of golf um in many regards so just to kind of be there knowing like the history and everything that has kind of happens at that course, I think it'll be really special just to, you know, like walk that iconic little stepping bridge on the 18th hole and kind of, you know, like that, you know, when Tiger Woods uh, played there for the final time, he did his like signature goodbye and like wave and everything. I just be, it'd be really cool to, you know, kind of walk the same holes as some of these like iconic, yeah. iconic players, I guess, as you could say.
1: Well, so. dude, I mean, I've said this before. I think that's still one of like the the coolest things about golf like whenever you do get to play one of these historic courses and obviously you know it's not cheap to to play a lot of them but like a course like st andrews or beth page where they've had like such historic events there like you can literally or like when we were at tory like going up to the 18th hole on on the on the south course it's like this is the exact spot where tiger hit that putt to force the playoff Or, like, this is the spot where so-and-so did this. And you can, like, literally hit the same exact shots. And, like, in basketball, you can't go shoot a jumper against LeBron James. You know, like, I think golf is very interesting where, like, you can truly go in the same exact arena where these things happened and, like, try and do the same things or try and pull off the the same shot.
0: Yeah, dude, that's incredible. I didn't even even think about that, to be honest with you. Like...
1: Well, there's no other sport where you can do it. Although I will say, the one sport you can kind of do it is cycling, <laughs> oddly enough, because like these cyclists in the Tour de France, sure, like, they heard just heard they just that. go on public roads. They go up the mad, these crazy mountain mountains in the Alps, and you could go do that on your bike. So it's like golf and cycling to me is like the two things where you can truly experience like what the the pros actually do. Um, yeah, but very cool. You're going to St. Andrews. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to take a lot of notes cause then we're going there July of 2025. Oh God, um, and so, so I'm going to a wedding in Scotland and we're, and we're trying to rally the troops to do a, a golf trip while I'm out there. And I actually just learned that it's Scottish custom for the men to play golf the, the morning of the wedding. So, so I was already oh, yeah. bringing my clubs regardless. Um, but that's a, that's dude, a fun little no thing idea. we're going to do.
0: <laughs> that's
1: awesome. Uh, I don't, I don't think we'll be playing St. Andrews that morning. Um, But, but that'll be cool nonetheless to play some, some true links golf, but okay. So you're going to St. Andrews, um, on the topic of golf courses and golf trips, I want to talk about Pinehurst. Um, so one of the guests I had on before Josh, he's a, he's a very well-traveled man, very well-traveled in the golf world. I think we said he's played golf in like three or four countries, 12 or 13 States. It's honestly, uh remarkable for a man of such young age to have played golf in that many places. Um, yeah. Meanwhile me and Devin we're still we're still getting our feet wet here in the in the golf uh, golf trip world and last September we went on our first you know week-long trip to, down to Pinehurst. Um, so we went down there for what was like five days we played one course in the rally area when we first landed it was don't really remember what the name of that course Pine Hollows so that's what it was. Then we played mm-hmm. Pinehurst Number One, Tobacco Road, Mid Pines, Southern Pines, and Pine Needles. Um, yep. So Devin, I, really quickly, I want you to rank the courses that we played down in Pinehurst, and I can't recommend this trip like m- h- more like highly enough. Like yeah, we didn't even sure. stay on the Pinehurst Resort; we just found an Airbnb. One, everything is like relatively cheap down there in terms of like food, rental car, lodging. Obviously, the golf is a little expensive, but I think it's actually relatively cheap for the quality of golf course you're actually play, playing. Um, also and like again, the there's proximity. like just so there's so much good – exactly. I mean there's so much good golf down there that you can have a AA level trip without even playing Piner's number two. Okay.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think the proximity is probably like the biggest thing. Like – all these golf courses you like pine needles southern pines like mid pines you name them all are all within 10 miles of each other which is really remarkable i mean it's insane even in tobacco um, road
1: is only 15 minutes up the road
0: tobacco road i mean and then you got pinehurst too which is you know arguably the home of golf as well so
1: yeah but in terms American of golf. like
0: naming like ranking them off that damn that's difficult dude <laughs> I probably have to say, in terms of like the most the most fun I had, I you gotta put Tobacco Road kind of up there. Little Mike Strance design, just so quirky, man, and it, it it doesn't look like a a course that's in North Carolina. I mean, with all like the hills, especially that first tee shot, probably like one of the most terrifying times I've you know had on a tee box is just trying to get the ball in the fair one, I'm pretty sure. It, I shanked it completely right
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and dude, and then you're I think the coolest part about that hole is like you're literally just the 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 cart path just rides up a sand dune, like and you feel like you're in like a a, a safari like <laughs> or something yeah, <laughs> feels like you're on the moon,
0: but that was like the biggest roller coaster round of my entire life was playing oh, both of us yeah, the both of us, me and no actually rode together that day, um but we played thirty-six that day. So we played Tobacco Road as the second round of the day, but we played Mid Pines, I think, before it, right?
1: Yeah, Mid Pines in the morning.
0: Yeah, so we played Mid Pines in the morning and then Tobacco Road was the second round of the day. Keep in mind it's like I think it was nearing like low nineties and heat.
1: I mean, we dude, it was like high nineties. We were cause we were down there I mean, we yeah. went what, the first the first week of September And typically, it's you know mid to high eighties, which would have been fine. But we were down there during a true heat wave. So I think the the lowest temperature we had all week was like ninety (laughs) four.
0: Yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. And the worst thing of it all was that the following week it was sunny and like seventy five, low (laughs) eighties. Yeah, it's like we oh we just missed out. But um, anyways, that was just a roller coaster around Um, mid pines. I think I at that point I was maybe like a. I think i was like a 11 handicap at the time i think i shot like an 88 at mid pines which isn't terrible for not seeing mid
1: pines there. was tough mid pines was hard
0: yeah um but me and noah were, were riding together at tobacco road and i think i like if you plot your way around the golf course that's like a scorable place like
1: yeah i mean right, the fairways are relatively yeah. open like it, yeah. i mean there's a ton of blind shots but if you just kind of like If you hit good golf shots, you're like rewarded there. So we were both like hitting fairways, hitting greens, playing like relatively conservatively. I think what you shot thirty seven on the front, I shot like thirty nine, something like that. I had two birdies. I think you had one birdie, other on the rest for pars.
0: Yeah, so that was just dude. That was actually an insane round.
1: Like, and the slope is like one one forty five there. Like it's it's a a, not like we're not trying to like not trying to brag. It's like a difficult golf course.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the heat definitely got I think to us both, but I, especially me. Um, I think I parred the first seven holes, which I've never done in my entire life. That was the most consecutive pars I've ever had in 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 one round of golf. And then, sh- so I shot two over thirty seven on the front, and then I proceeded to kind of lose any energy I had left and played just absolutely horrible golf. Shot like fifty five or something on the back,
1: and and we lost the time. match. Like, we, we, it was, it was, we, we were also partners, and like, we, I think we were up three at the turn. We were like, oh, there's no way these guys are coming back. We ended up losing yeah. by like two, <laughs> like, lost by five on the back. Just, tale of two
0: nines, man. That's just golf, you know? You think yeah. you got it, and Seriously. then in the blink of an eye, just you, you lose all feeling.
1: <laughs> That's typically how it goes. So, so, Tobacco Road, number one. What would you rank number two?
0: Tobacco Road um, would be number one. I think Southern Pines is is up there as, as number two. Um, that place has gone through like a complete renovation It's and it's super nice. I definitely want to get back there, I guess, in like the next couple of years. Once when that place is fully finished and then they got like a whole putting course now, which is sick. Hmm. Um, so Southern Pines, number two. Uh, I want to say Mid Pines, number three. Piner's number one. Those greens were just, I think those are the best greens we played all week. Um, those so things fast. are so true, so fast. Um, and it was just
1: cool to be on, on the property, you know, exactly. and, and on one,
0: property.
1: one thing I'll say about Piners number one is it, that was the first course they had down there. Like that was the first course Donald Ross came down there and designed right. and it still kind of had that like old feel to it where it didn't necessarily have like the crazy sand traps or like what you think of when you think of Piners number two, but it mm-hmm. was like just very straightforward, but also just like a lot of fun especially that being like our first round down there it was like an easy way to get into it but at the same time like the greens were no joke like it, like i think devin devin's first putt like on on piner's oh, number 1 the first hole he was like i don't know maybe you had like 30 feet truly putted it like 20 feet past the past the hole off the green <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just had to get it out of my system at that point. I I told you guys before the the trip even started, I'm gonna putt off the green at some point, and I was like, you know, I might as well just do it on the first hole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, yep.
0: <laughs> just get it out of the system, get it over with, and then you know your expectations go down a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you ended up. Low, I think you ended up playing. I think Pinehurst number one was your was your probably your low round of the trip, right?
0: Yeah, I think it was 83 or 84 or something at Pinehurst number one. So Got it. yeah, so Pinehurst number one would be the fourth, and then I'd probably say you know Pine Needles – number five yeah. still an amazing course. And pine, even, like, even
1: pine needles still still great course i feel like it was just yeah. um i feel like the cool thing about and, and mid pines southern pines and pine needles are all owned by the same group um mm-hmm. even though they're all very different like i think southern pines just like unbelievable layout so so interesting beautiful like landscapes you can see like 10 holes all at once mid pines also very similar but like very well manicured really And we played that like first thing in the morning on like motorcycles. So that was, that was like a whole thing in itself. But then I think Pine Needles, that's where they host, they've hosted like two women's U.S. Opens there. So still like amazing golf course, Mm -hmm. but it just, each hole was like a little bit more separate. You know, you didn't have the same vistas and views that you had um, on the other two courses. Um, So yeah, I would have a, I would have a pretty similar ranking there. Um, but why don't we talk about, um, your best round to date? So, cause I, cause just before we went down to Pinehurst, I believe that's when you, when you had your big PR.
0: Yes. Um, I played the vineyard at Escondido. Um, so I live in California. I live in Oceanside. Um, so Escondido is a little bit inland, probably about like, and I want to say like 35, 40 minutes kind of inland, um before going into that round. I had played that place about a few times already, so I kind of knew my way around the course. Um so you know, I was like plotting my way around that. I shot a 77, which is my PR. Um
1: on a par 71, 72?
0: I think it was like I think it's a 71, I want to say. Yeah. Played it from the blue tees. Um it is kind of, it, it is a relatively short course, so it was like a lot of kind of driver, flip wedge into these par Hey, course, Dev, but, you don't
1: you don't have to justify it, man. A 77 is a 77. You can only play the course in front of you.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I didn't even know it was kind of in reach. I was kind of just enjoying my time, having a good round. Um, Were you solo? Yeah. So I've been playing a lot of, since moving out to California, once when I got the job with Callaway um, in January of 2023, I've... You know, I've, I've made a few friends here and there, but I've been playing a lot of kind of solo rounds, a lot of solo golf. Right. And I have actually tended to really like it a lot. I feel like you can really kind of just focus on the golf and um, you can really try to get dialed in. Um, and like in, in that situation, um, I think it was like a golf now tee time and I booked it as a solo. Um, and yeah, I guess I was able to shoot a 77 luckily. <laughs>
1: So you did when when you were playing you didn't even did it did it cross you cuz like for like when I had shot my PR I was like holy fuck like I'm I'm playing like out of my mind. Um yeah. you didn't really have that feeling while you were going you're just like I'm playing relatively well we'll we'll see how it shakes out.
0: Yeah, um I think I birdied I birdied two holes in a row actually. I think it was on the back and I was 13 14. Um 13th hole is like a par 5 um was able to hit a good drive. And then I hit a five wood that came up a little short of the green, got up and down for birdie pretty much over there. Um, then par four comes up. I think it's the number one handicap, believe it or not, pound the drive, dead center. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to hit a really good wedge within like eight feet and then drain the putt. And that's when I kind of knew I was like, oh, shoot, like maybe yeah. there could be an opportunity to, to break 80 here. And um, that, and what was that- your
1: PR before that? It was
0: an 81. The weirdest thing, uh, no one knows this too, is the first time I broke nine, I shot an 81 at Gardner Municipal Dude, Golf freaking New Hampshire. That's actually <laughs> hilarious
1: you brought that up. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. And that was like before we, any, of, any of us really even tracked our handicaps.
0: Yeah, that was before we – They probably went down like two or three.
1: <laughs> uh, Dude, I that. completely forgot about that. That's a crazy story in itself. Was that when we were playing with that guy who kept throwing his clubs?
0: Yeah, that dude was a nut job, dude. I think it was second wow. goal he like threw his clubs, and we're like, oh, dude, we're in it was like
1: it, it was like his second <laughs> swing where he threw his golf clubs. Like yeah, I think I he hit his drive, drive fine, dude. and then he like like sculled a wedge. He he was like like had a hundred yard shot. I think he threw his wedge like all the way damn near to the green. <laughs> that's yeah. how far he threw it.
0: We've been really fortunate. Like me, Noah, and Josh have played a lot of rounds together, and we played with a lot of singles here and there. He was probably up there as being probably like the worst single that we've ever played with. Pretty yeah. Pretty bad. Golf that was. The fact I shot
1: 81. <laughs> aside from the fact that you shot 81. I remember <laughs> my, my my defining memory of that aside from the guy throwing his clubs, it had to have been like, I don't know, the 15th or 16th hole. There's like a really I long par three. It's yep. like a 250 yard par three. And I, no driver. offense, Devin. Yeah, but no offense. This was a time where you uh, weren't exactly hitting the ball very far. Yes. <laughs> and. <laughs> Did you pull driver? Is that what it was?
0: I think I pulled driver or it was three. I, I'm pretty sure it was driver. I was like, well, I'm going to hit think a what what
1: driver. Yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever you did, I point. think you like, I think you like kind of sculled it. And it just like, since you hit driver, just like ended up being like, it like thinned its way up to the green and ended up like four free from the hole. And I think you tapped in for birdie. And I was like, okay, this is Devin, what happened Devin's next. just I, having one of those days.
0: Yeah. I, I think I topped my drive, probably went, 20 yards into this little ravine, and I hit the ball for my second shot, hits the flag stick, but I, I skull it so it'll yeah, probably yeah, yeah. it like 30, 40 yards past the green. Ends up hitting the flag, it drops like two feet next to the pin, and I just like tap in for a par. And like, that's when you kind of just know it's at that point. I was like, okay, today's just my day. The golf gods are on my side,
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> and Devin, too. I remember now that you're really like jogging my memory. It like took you a while to break ninety, like that was a big like deal for you because you were like
0: all three of us to break break ninety actually.
1: Yeah, like you were arguably the best golfer, but you just like couldn't break ninety. Like I remember there was one time, dude, like you shot like forty two on the front and then shot like ninety (laughs) four. Like 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 you would always come out so hot and then you just couldn't close the deal and then you shot eighty one and it was like about freaking time. Yeah,
0: Jesus. I don't know how I did that after not breaking 90 ever. and Then you just like, like when you beat your PR by more than like 10 strokes, it's just like, what the heck dude?
1: (laughs) Yeah. That was crazy. I think your PR was like 93 at the time. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. What a time. freaking Gardner municipal golf course. We gotta, we gotta get back there at some point. Um, What question did I even ask you? Oh, your best round ever. Okay. So that's your best round ever. 77. Um, Do you remember your, like best golf shot or is there like a golf shot that you're, that you're most proud of
0: golf shot that I'm most proud of. I honestly forget the course. Um, I don't, dude, that's a tough question, dude. I don't really hit a lot of good golf shots, so it's tough to kind of oh, think back and you, and you, you, you
1: chip in a lot. Something about Devin is he's good for about a, a, a green side chip in like once every other round.
0: dude. I guess maybe that, like, that par three when we played with uh that that renowned chef in Miami. At, what was it Miami Dunes Golf Club or something like that? And I got up and down and then for par. I don't know. That's not even a good one, dude, to be honest. <laughs> well,
1: because you don't – well, tip do you have a – is there, like, a – I feel like the, the answers I've gotten so far are either, like – a really like good a broad, three wood five. on a par five to get a green in two or like a really good drive to get, to get on a green um, or just like a, a putt. But if you don't have one, man, maybe, maybe it just hasn't come yet. Maybe that's what you'll, you'll keep an eye maybe out for this, this golf season.
0: season. I just don't hit a lot of miraculous golf shots. I'll be honest. It's a lot of boring golf. A hey, lot of
1: conservative boring, golf. Boring <laughs> golf gets the, the, golf gets the golf, job done. <laughs> yep um all right so you don't have a favorite golf shot yet but do you have a favorite club in the bag
0: right now it's definitely driver for me i don't know what it is but ever since getting that that new paradigm from uh
1: 2023 <laughs> oh sure 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 <laughs> some, some i don't Callaway know what it propaganda
0: is. <laughs> no dude i'm speaking the truth right now that thing is just unbelievable um at first, like, I just couldn't hit the dang thing. Uh, before having that paradigm, um, I had the tailor-made, like, M5, and I would just hit these low, little skinny kind of running driver shots. Um, but I don't know what – if it's, like, the evolution of my swing or if it's, like, just the paradigm. I, I'm assuming it's probably just the paradigm, but I guess I also figured out how to kind of hit up on the ball. Um and for whatever reason, that, that, that paradigm has been awesome for me. So driver, definitely the favorite, the favorite club in the bag. I have the new paradigm AI smoke, uh, triple diamond driver. I've been really been liking. So I want to say right now. It's a driver.
1: So, yeah. so Dev, something I want to ask you, um, and I don't think, I don't think driver's always been your favorite club in the bag. Oh, um, you used to love that, uh, that trusty five wood. you bring that out anywhere from one fifty to to two twenty. It was a four um,
0: hybrid, dude. And I would, yeah, I would hit it on par threes that ran from 150 yards to like 200 yards. I <laughs> hit a soft four hybrid from the tee.
1: Big, big feel guy.
0: Yeah. Big feel guy.
1: <laughs> um, but, but along that same note, you're, um, since you're such a big feel guy, you're a big, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You love to tinker. You're, you're a big tinkerer when it, when it comes to your clubs, you know, you're, you're always testing out new putters. You're switching out shafts, switching out club heads. You were playing the, you went you yeah. you brought the the rogue head when we were down in, in Pinehurst. Tell me why you like uh, tinkering with the clubs.
0: Ah oh, man, I just think like golf is one of those games where it's like you could kind of always improve. You know what I mean? Like, like granted, like I'm not even close to shooting or be like being a scratch player, but like I've kind of like just it's fun just testing product honestly. And, uh, luckily enough, I've been fortunate to have some of these clubs at my disposal. So I'm like, maybe this is the club. Maybe this, like (laughs) this seven wood is like the club I've been needing to have for, you know, my entire golf career, but like haven't had it in the bag yet up until now. So I think it's just like, it's fun to just test product. And, um, Calais has really like given me that opportunity to do that. Um, so lately I've been tinkering a lot with like putters. We got like the new, um, a one jailbird mini that just came out. So I'm going to maybe try to put that in the bag. You got a lot of other putters, um, in this little stash to the left of me over here that, um, I've been, you know, you got, you got so
1: many clubs in the house. You're using them as a decoration at this point.
0: Pretty much, pretty much.
1: Um, (laughs) but it's funny you mentioned the funny you mentioned the AI one, um, I don't know if you saw Wyndham Clark just shot a 60 with the AI one, yeah. draining putts from all over the place and, and to briefly change topics from holes six through 14. He went Eagle birdie, 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 birdie bogey. And that was a, a, a bogey save from the fringe. Um, yeah. And then birdie, birdie, and then a birdie on 18 to shoot 60. And he had an Eagle putt, missed it short by like five inches.
0: That would have been a couple beach. Match. 60 is like incredible, but like, imagine him to like shooting like 59. Like if he didn't like bogey well, that that one hole and just would have shot 59. And dude, it it's not work.
1: even, it's not even just like the tournament record. It's also just yeah. like the course record period. Yeah. Like some amateur shot 61 there a few years ago, like 2017. And so now it's just like Wyndham Clark owns Pebble Beach essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, going back to, to you tinkering with the clubs, like what's that process? Like you're just like, oh, this is like a cool new thing. I'll hit it in the sim a little bit. Then like, if it goes well, throw it in the bag or you just like pick it up, see how it feels, see if you want to bring it on the course.
0: I don't know. I'm not a big, like, I don't know. I, don't, I guess my, my main question
1: is exactly. like, are, are you looking at like yeah. numbers to see if it's actually like performing better? You just, or just like, if it, if it feels good, you'll, you'll play it.
0: I don't know. I'm, a, I'm an all field guy. Like I said, if it feels good in the hands goes relatively kind of straight, then it's like, that's the one, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but putting for me is probably like the worst part of my game. And like, I'm searching for something and I hate to, your putting's gotten
1: a lot better though.
0: It has gotten a lot. Yeah. It's gotten a lot better, but like, that's definitely like the part of my game that I kind of want to improve the most, I guess, in 2024. Um, and I, I hate to be like, oh, it's like, it's me. I'm the one who's putting bad. It's like, I, I, I want to blame it on the putter. You know what I mean? So it's like, Oh, <laughs> the putter is the solution to me becoming a better golfer. Like, so I'm kind of just searching for the right weapon over here.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so let, let's talk about this, this putter thing for a little bit, Dev, because, uh, not only are you a, a tinkerer, um, with your golf clubs, you're also, uh, a, a bit of a tinkerer yeah. with your golf routine your your setup your uh your grip on the putter like why don't you tell me a little bit about your uh any your some of your routines on the golf course
0: of us three i'm definitely the one who takes the longest over putts and probably on the t-box um i used to be plenty worse um i've definitely improved (laughs) over the last couple years (laughs) (laughs) um dude i I couldn't even tell you like I just stand over the ball and, and whenever I feel like I'm ready to go, I'll go. I'm not as bad as Brian Harmon where he like waggles for 20 straight times. and takes about like a minute to actually swing the club. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's a feel thing. And I should really dude, Then
1: you were, you were doing the hitch for a little bit. Uh, the, the Matt Wolf thing,
0: (laughs) dude, I've been all over the place in regards to like just feel, but it's part of the evolution of, you know, being a golfer. I guess as and now. Say. Now
1: look at you. You're you're a nine point eight. Nobody 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 can say shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, before we wrap up, I got a few more questions for you. Um, one, if you like, I guess we you know you don't have a most memorable golf shop, but do you have like a favorite um, like memory from from playing golf all these years?
0: Favorite memory, huh? Outside of probably playing with like you guys at Pinehurst, that, that's definitely up there too. Um, my, my parents actually, they just visited all the way from Boston. Me and Noah are originally from Boston. We grew up in Brookline, um, just outside of Boston. But my parents are still over there, but they're able to actually visit me um, just last week. Um, so I was able to finally book uh, a tea time at Tory Pines, the North Course, to play the front nine right after the Farmers Insurance Open. And I was able to play golf with my dad a full nine holes. And that was his first time playing an ocean course. Um, Torrey Pines, obviously like an amazing venue. Um, granted it was the North course and not the South course, but I think just kind of sharing that time with my dad, uh, we got a tee time at sunset. Um, we teed off at like three twenty-seven, So we were able to fit in seven of the nine holes, but kind of just experienced that with him. Um, I think that was maybe, I guess my most memorable uh Kind of round the date, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll have to get uh and Andy on on Golfers Anonymous as a guest someday. Oh, how's how's his that? golf game looking this these days?
0: Uh, it's looking a little rough. I don't know if these AI smoke irons are helping him or not, but
1: <laughs> we won't uh we'll cut that out. You know, no no negative press. Um, yeah,
0: it's a, it's a work in progress for the guy. You know, he just needs to get out there more. It's tough being in Boston with all the you know the the crazy weather and stuff and such. So yeah.
1: Tough the man in, out there tough, tough in the winter has has you working at qualified or qualified has you working at uh callaway inspired him to to play a little bit more no i think it's
0: the opposite honestly since working at played Cal- <laughs> less honestly the guy like i'm like dad like you know you have these clubs at your disposal like i gave him the new paradigm in 2023 probably used that thing about like two three times um, throughout the year, and he was like, "Dev, can I have another one? Like, can I have can I have the new
1: smoke?" I'm like, "Sure, yeah, you can have, but are you gonna actually use it?" <laughs> he just he just wants the new toys.
0: Yeah, I just he just likes the bells and whistles. He's a guy that typically likes to just show off a little bit. He he likes to yeah. flex that he's out there and not really so much for like the love of the game to be out there. um But I think he enjoyed the round at toy Pines. Hopefully, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, love it. Um, all right. Last question, Devin. So, you know, you said your dad, he's just, he's, he's not out there for the love of the game. Um, but for you, you know, what, what is the love of the game? Why do you, why do you keep playing golf, man? Why did you want to work in golf? I guess like what, what keeps you coming back? Why, why are you so addicted to this, to this sport we all, we all love?
0: Ooh, I like that closing question right there. That's a good one. I just, I've always been a person that kind of like works towards something. Like I like having, like a goal. I like having a routine and kind of golf has allowed me to do that. Um, I played kind of baseball all throughout my life. Um, even played like a little bit of uh, college baseball, my freshman year at Wheaton college before I transferred over to UMass Amherst. And ever since not being able to play baseball, I've kind of always found myself kind of on the golf course. And I always, I, I saw this really funny clip on on Instagram late, uh, recently, and it's, like, there's, like, two types of golfers out there. They're the ones um, who are kind of, like, ex-collegiate col- kind of baseball players or whatever. And then, like, you have, like, your country club type of kids who have played since they were real, really little. And I kind of fall into that um, ex-collegiate kind of former athlete uh, golfer and just like Noah, just like Josh. So, um, yeah, I like finding myself in a routine and um, kind of just, like, always working at something. You know what I mean? It just gives me a lot of joy just being out there soaking up some sun, especially in California, uh, which is really nice. So, So, yeah.
1: (laughs) Love it, man. All right. So I think that's a good place to wrap up. Thank you, Devin, for coming on. Next time you come on the podcast, though, um, it's mandatory that you have a – most memorable golf shot. So so you better be be uh, aware there out there next time next time you stripe one, you better you better store that in in the memory so you can talk about it on the pod.
0: There we go. Okay, I look forward to coming back it. <laughs> All
1: right, thanks man. And everybody, if you if you were gracious enough to to listen to us blab for the past 50 minutes, make sure you leave us a five-star review or even a six-star review and then, uh, you know, <laughs> subscribe, follow Spotify, iTunes. All that good stuff. Find us on TikTok, golf culture. All right. Have a good one, everybody.